0: The Holy Gospel, according to John, chapter 20, verses 19 through 31. Glory Glory to you, O Lord. St. John's Gospel is chapter 20, verses 19 through 31, and can be found on page 1686 in your pew Bible. John writes, On the evening of that first day of the week, When the disciples were together, with the doors locked for fear of the Jewish leaders, Jesus came, and he stood among them and said, Peace be with you. And after he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Now the disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. Again, Jesus said, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. And with that, he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive anyone's sins, their sins are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. Now, Thomas I will not believe. A week later, his disciples were in the house again, and Thomas was with them. Though the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace, be with you. And then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here. See my hands? Reach out your hand and put it into my side. Stop doubting and believe. Thomas said to him, my Lord, my God. And then Jesus told him, because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet still Have believed. Jesus performed many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not recorded in this book, but these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. Pray with me. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. In the name of Jesus. This morning, my intent is to start with First John, our reading earlier. John writes that as he says, so that you may believe. And he also closes the gospel this, this morning, so that you may believe and so that you may have eternal life in his name. John writes, God is light. There is no darkness in him. And that speaks of God's character, his holiness. And so John says, So walk in the light. He also goes on in his letter that was written this, or that was read this morning I write this also to guide you out of sin. And if you sin, we have Jesus, the Christ, the Messiah, our priest, our friend, our brother, our king. We have a friend in Jesus. And if you sin, I might say when we sin, if we confess, did you notice that? The first page, can I draw your attention back to that? Where it says, if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not with us. This is the third time you heard it this morning. And what is the response? But, together, if we confess our sins, God who is faithful and just. That's right. So if we fall into sin, when we fall into sin, where do we go? To Jesus, our friend, the last priest, the king, on our side. And he will cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Do you, do you see the if-then statement there? If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. Does anyone here ever feel like they don't have any sin? Or maybe do you ever feel like, well, my sin's not as bad as you know, some people's. Still deceiving ourselves, but our flesh kind of wants to do that. Think about it, daily basis. That's just a little sin. No. All sin separates us from God because God is light. All sin keeps us from him. He can't look at sin. He couldn't look at his son. But through his son, he can look upon us with love because we are covered in Christ, his righteousness, purchased at a price on a cross for us. Conditional. That's a pretty fair condition. If we confess... Then God who is faithful and just will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. A couple of weeks ago, our scripture said, God who is faithful will remember our sins no more. He writes his law on our heart and he remembers our sin no more, not because he's not smart enough to remember, he's forgetful, but because he chooses to not remember it. And again, He is righteous and He is just and He is the light and that's why we can say we forgive but can't forget. Because we aren't in the light. We still have this flesh that keeps us dark. It's the already, not yet. Justified, sanctified in our baptism. Justified, sanctified at the altar with the, the sacrament of the altar. Justified, sanctified by what Christ did but not completely finished until we go home and are absent this body, present with the Lord. Conditional Thomas is what I'm going to call him. We always say doubting Thomas, right? And this is just the way that the season happens. It's Jesus uh, arises, and the next week we have poor old Thomas, and he gets called doubting, It's really conditional, Thomas, because he put those pretty brutal conditions, unless I see him, and not only that, put my fingers in the holes in his hand, and my hand in his side, unless I do that, I will not believe. You ever felt that way? Have you ever put conditions down on that to anyone? kind of silly to do that to God I liken it to this I'm not allowed to use my children as uh, models in my sermons anymore so I'm going to say I know of children that said if I don't get a cookie I'm not going to love you anymore so that's all right I love you anyway and you're not getting a cookie okay I didn't mean it can I have a cookie Are you sorry? Yeah. Dad, who is not righteous, but is quick to forgive if you confess, right? He's sorry. Okay, here's a cookie. Don't do that anymore. Okay. Can I have another cookie? Of course. I love you. You can have another cookie. Have three. Don't tell your mother. Conditional Thomas. Unless I see... And Jesus comes to him. Hey, you notice also that that, that Jesus is not a respecter of locked doors. (laughs) Isn't that great? You know, these guys are afraid for their skin. They're up in that room and, you know, through the culture that the way that it is, they were scattered as the shepherd was struck down and they are scared, you know what, less. And here he shows up and he says, peace be with you guys. And then he goes straight over to Thomas and addresses him. And he doesn't really dress him down, even though he could have. And he says, Thomas, come here. Put your fingers through the holes of my hand and your hand in my side. I wonder if Thomas went, don't! You heard that? Yeah, I hear everything. Do it. And then Thomas's response was, my Lord, my God. Now, do you think it was because he got to put his fingers in there and his hand that he believed? Or do you think maybe the Spirit was moved in him? Jesus does commend him. Now you believe, and that's good. But blessed are those who have not seen and believe. He also doesn't jump on him too hard. He says, don't be unbelieving. Just believe. We discover at Easter time that uh, believing is really not a matter of of physical observation on our part, or, or um, really, we built a case for Christ this uh, last week where, you know, people had seen him. Uh, Paul writes that, that Jesus had been seen by uh, the 12, and that he appeared at one point in time to 500, and Ed, uh, in our men's Bible study, which I highly recommend to all men to come on Saturday mornings at 8 o'clock, Ed had this list of the people in the times that saw him after the resurrection beautiful proof but we have to take it on faith that this really happened we have historical fact that says Jesus was and Jesus resurrected and people saw him but there's a point where our faith Which is a gift, yet let no one boast. We have to rely on that through the Holy Spirit to just believe. And sometimes that's seemingly easier than others. Do you ever have doubt in your walk? Do you ever treat God like Thomas treated Jesus and said in front of his disciples unless, you know, that conditional? Have, I have. God, (laughs) if you get me out of this situation, I promise I'll be a lot nicer or a lot better or a lot more faithful. God, if you heal this, if you actually pave the way to this desire that I have. And I think it's a good desire because it's not selfish. It's going to help other people. Here's my plan, God. You do this, then I will believe. Our flesh causes us to be a conditional Thomas. Doesn't it? And he loves us anyways. Another condition that uh, children that I know of, they wanted to touch this little bug on the wall. Has many eyes, eight legs, it's all black. It's got this really neat red hourglass. Oh, they were mad at me that they couldn't touch it. If you let me touch it, I'll love you. (laughs) Well, guess what? I love you too much to let you touch it. You don't know what you're asking. So no. So the next time we put conditional prayer up there, let's also submit it as Jesus did to the Father. And he wasn't conditioning, but he was saying, if it is thy will, will you let this cup pass by me? Father, your will be done, not my own. We can't help it being conditional Thomas's. We can't help it saying, do this and I'll do that. We're all like a little bit from Missouri, the show me state. That's our flesh. That's our need. That's why there's this, that that idea, that leap of faith, that I'm jumping with both feet in and he'll catch me. I know he will. May we have that, but we'll get it through the Holy Spirit. We'll get it by studying the scripture. We will feel that and be able to respond in that and walk in that and share that with a world that desperately needs to know why and how and to whom we attach our faith. The more we are together unified as a church body, the more we are unified as a body of believers, breaking bread, celebrating, grieving. The more that that happens, the stronger our faith builds, the brighter the light that will shine and be reflected off of us that comes from the Lord. The more complete the more the rough edges he kicks off of us. This is training season. We're like in the preseason. We're, we're training. He's bringing us up. He's bringing us along. We are falling apart, we think. He says, no, you're falling into place. My grace, he says, is, is made perfect in your weakness. My strength is made perfect in your weakness. My wisdom is made perfect in your weakness. Don't doubt. Just believe. And at the end, what we do know is that Christ became incarnate. The word walked with us. Christ is our priest who understands us and experienced everything we can and will. Christ who experienced death, rose from the dead, and is now with the Father. Christ crucified for the forgiveness of our sins. Don't doubt. Just believe. In the name of the Father, amen.